All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hello, Barrett Bonus Podcast. Hey, how are you, sir? I am well. For those not in the know, Barrett is a... Is it Pakistani-American? There you go. All right. Uh, jazz musician. I am a comedian. We've known each other 30 goddamn years, so it's we just jump... Yeah, we just jump into conversations and sort of have a shorthand that if you listen for a couple minutes, you'll catch right up. So that's where we're at. And uh, today we are recording. Let's uh, let me find what the, it is Thursday, April 16th. Not that that matters to anyone as the days bleed into one another. Um, I posted on Twitter and Facebook the other day. It's five o'clock everywhere. And as opposed to it's five o'clock somewhere. And people seem to enjoy that because day drinking is a thing. <laughs> um, but yes. the reason I uh, bring up the date is I wanted to talk to you. I said, hey, check out this event and tell me your thoughts, and then we can talk about it, because I'll tell you something that happened in my thoughts. So I told you there was a protest in the state of Michigan yesterday because uh, the state's on lockdown, and some people protested and said, open up the state, we want to go back to work, and so on and so forth. Tell me your thoughts, please. I have a lot of thoughts about it, but my major thought is South Dakota had, they just uh, laxed up their laws on that. And since April 2nd, their cases have gone from like 120 to like 988. Yeah, they you were know? really, really relaxed. They were <clears throat> like, this ain't yeah. nothing, and and now they are a hot zone. Kind of like the same thing yeah. happened in Sw- the country of Sweden. Sweden right. said, just be cautious, we'll keep old people at home. And the last time I checked, Sweden had a death rate of 9%, where surrounding countries had something like 6%. So Yeah. So that's one thought. Yeah. Keep going. So I I just feel like it just seems a little bit, I mean, I get where they're coming from. Like, I, I really do. And I understand. And if you're not making any money and you really do have to pay your bills, you know, like I get a call. For, if I don't pay a bill, I get a call or I get an email that reminds me that I have to pay a bill. There are many bills that aren't Corona proof, you know. Yeah. And so I get why people are really frustrated. I have thoughts on that too. You know what I mean? Hold on to that before I don't want to yeah. inter I don't want to do yeah. it now, but try and remember bills to pay so we can talk about that later. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like that's a real thing. So I get their frustration. I just feel like it's not safe, you know? Like <laughs> I mean I just feel like I don't know. Uh it's tough because this shit could last for another two months or it could be over in two weeks or in two weeks we could decide that we could loosen it up, but it might take two months, you know, like really, right? Like kids aren't, if kids don't go back, then now what do you do with people? If the kids aren't going back to school, then I imagine they think somebody is going to be home to watch them that wasn't there previously. Right. So there, you know, like, I can imagine why people will be frustrated because if people aren't earning any money until the middle of June, that's crazy. That's insane, right? Like, how's that supposed to work? But crazy, insane. Just, Who's saying? 
I say crazy, right. you say Hussein, whatever, I'm trying to do Eminem and I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking it up. But I don't, I just don't think that it's safe to go back to work yet, even though I understand their frustration. Like, I really do understand their frustration. But, All right. I, I, you know, so anyway, we're, what, what are your thoughts about this? Well, here's why I brought it up. Because mm -hmm. uh, I joked, I said you are a Pakistani-American. You are what's known as a person of color, an African-American male. Yes. Um, I got into it a little bit on Facebook today with uh, someone I've known 16 years, a friend of mine, who is, and this is in my opinion, we had we had a good chat on the side, I'll admit that uh, later. We, after getting into it, I messaged him privately. But in my opinion, uh, he, he's uh, like me, he's a cracker American, he's a honky American, he is sliding down a slippery liberal path, uh, which began when Trump got elected. And mm -hmm. his take on it was that it was racist and race-related. He said that they know that the coronavirus is impacting African-American communities more than white communities, and so they want to reopen the state because it doesn't affect them. And my counter was... I disagree I said and he said uh, I, I said that's uh, I disagree I think that's getting a little too you, you're, you're bringing race into everything I think if you call everything racist it diminishes racism I think it's becoming like a boy who cries wolf and he said you're telling me a bunch of guys that are protesting with Confederate flags and guns and rednecks aren't being racist and I said to be clear I think those guys are a bunch of racist redneck assholes yes I have no doubt they dropped the n-bomb uh, I just looking at them, I prejudge them as racist. I also think that racists don't have to in, I, enter race into everything. I don't think they know. I don't think the news sources, the Rush Limbaugh or the Fox that they listen to, has reported on how the virus is negatively impacting uh, African Americans more than it is white Americans. I think that's something I got because I listened to NPR and the New York Times. So I don't think they know that. I think they are just angry. They want to go back to hanging out at their bar, and they want to go back to work. Yes, they are still racist, but I think the two can be mutually exclusive. And in this case, I do not think it was, hey, the black community is under siege by coronavirus. Let's go down to the Capitol and protest. I think they are Trumpers who think it's a big liberal hoax and are taking it out on the, you know, the media. And he disagreed with me on that, and that's kind of where we left it. That's why I wanted right. to get your impression well, first. I mean, I mean, listen, I, you know, I have a lot to say. Your friend sounds like a perfectly reasonable person, but he also sounds like an idiot because it's it's ridiculous. Like if he, the article, at least from what I read in the article that I read, I don't know, New York Post or whoever. Well, I I've read a bunch. And, yeah. But I mean, it said that there were Democrats and Republicans there. It didn't say that it was a Republican thing. Where they were, they said that they that there were a bunch of people chanting "lock her up" and all that other dumb shit. But I would imagine there was also a bunch of Democrats there who want to go back to work too, because this is. I think that there and and I don't know, like you guys live out in that place, but I, I don't know where this person lives. But but I, I well, I'll I'll get into that in a second if you want me to. Do do you want me to now or do you want to keep going? Um, no, you tell me. We're, we're tell me a little bit about this person. He lives in the South, so I think that could be a partial trigger where I think the racism is a little more inherent. It's everywhere. I'm not saying it's not where I am. I, I fully well know it is, but I think I that mean, could be part of it, is that he is yeah. a white, there could be white but, Southern guilt there. 
But here's but here's the problem that I have with some of these. Not problem. I mean, whatever. I I feel like just because someone is a racist doesn't mean that when they go to McDonald's, that's a racist act. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's right? kind of what like, I was saying when I'm like, look, and, I get that they're waving Confederate flags and that they are assholes and that they probably but, are racist, but, but I don't think... they still just want to get their job back. Right. They just want to go I, back to work. I think that that is... Like, like, I can't put it any clearer than I already said. I don't think they know how it is impacting the African-American community. I don't think that these sources they and, listen and, to and give them that information. Would, and I don't think that, and even if they did, I don't think that that's why they're there. I don't think it would matter either way. I yeah. think that I think that, that this nation has really done middle America white people a severe disservice. I think that it is forgotten and over been overlooked and treated like shit and insulted and all kinds of stuff and all the money and everybody talks about the coasts and what goes on in New York and in LA and then in major cities right and we have like living on these coasts we have an we have an illusion about what people in the, in the middle of the country look like act like and live like and some of those places, people are really, really poor and need a lot of help, and nobody seems to care. And everybody's talking about all the privilege that they have, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm so poor, I can't pay attention. You're talking about my fucking privilege? Fuck you. Do you know what I mean? I don't right. think they're racist. I think that they're broke, and they need some help, and nobody's helping them. And then they see all these people running around talking about... You know, they then and this is where the racism part comes in, right? Then they're fed the illusion that all these black people are sitting around drinking forties and sitting on their stoop, you know. Well, which wait, they probably are. Let's checks. Be... Right, of course, <laughs> right. But do you know I mean like I like, can't get us without getting myself no, in trouble somehow? Right, but I mean, but there's an illusion that somehow when these people are sitting around drinking like we have this illusion of them sitting around drinking Coors Light all day in the trailer park or some bullshit right? which they probably are let's and be... then and then the illusion of a bunch <laughs> of black people sitting around drinking you know malt liquor doing the same thing now those two things are the exact same stereotype and if they exist they both exist right if one exists the other exists i'm pretty sure right right but there's somehow an illusion where one thinks that their version of that is somehow better than the other person's version of that Right. Which is ridiculous because anyway, whatever, it's irrelevant. My, my, my point is that I feel like white people are suffering in the middle of the country and all over the place and nobody seems to give a shit, which is why Trump got elected. It wasn't some big hoax. It wasn't some other stuff. It was that like the Democrats literally don't give a shit. And he went and said, hey, listen, I know that like I know that shit is bad. And I'm going to make a bunch of promises that you know I can't keep, but I'm going to go punch the bully in the mouth. And yeah. I'm going to call the bully a bully, and I'm going to say the shit you wish you could say to these people, but you can't, so I'm going to say it, and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do the shit you guys wish you could do, and it's going to be ineffective, but I'm going to make you feel better. And that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he, that's what he said, did, I'm going to... You know? Uh, he, he appealed to, he, it was Nixon's Southern strategy. He just went straight at anger. That's all it is. Yeah. And there and, and, was a lot of racism in it, but yeah, it doesn't have to be all that, of it. Uh, I don't think and, that, and like I said, I think I the mean, people that were protesting, they got they had the Confederate flags out, and I would bet did, that a bunch of them but, probably dropped the N-word on more than one occasion. 
but yeah, when it comes to that but, instance yeah um, and 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 there's a there's a question of if something has a degree of racism how much of that is in the decision making process right like i had this kind of talk with myself the other day i was thinking about something and i was wondering how much gender played into my decision and and I said, well, it did play into it. And I said, well, I was like, is that sexist? And I was like, mm, yeah, probably. And then I said, well, if I removed gender, would I have made a different decision? I was like, well, no, because there's all these other criteria. Right? So I kind of could see that what I was doing was kind of like not cool. But once I removed that from it, I said, okay, let me rethink it now, understanding that. And then I came to the same conclusion. And I was like, right, okay, so that's good and it's a nice awareness to have and then it's like then it got me thinking about the idea of degrees of something right like if i have a degree of sexism in something like how to phrase this properly take your time i ain't going nowhere all right i heard somebody say it like this the other day this is not my thought this is somebody else's thought that i'm paraphrasing he said, it's like we're born with these white suits on, and then every time we eat, we spill stuff, we do things, we get dirt all over them, and everybody tells us how dirty we are. And he goes, you know, and it's really terrible, right? And you spend your life trying to keep this white suit clean, and it's ridiculous, right? Just by living your life, you just soil it, right? And I was like, okay. And he said, but... What if I don't accept that I was born with a white suit? What if I just accept that as a human being, I'm going to be jealous and ridiculous and racist and all this other stuff? And so I just give myself a budget and then I live within my means, you know? And I was like, well, that's an interesting concept, right? Like, I really like that because we're human beings, right? Like we're not born perfect. Children are so far from perfect. It's unbelievable. The mythology that children are born, these little cherubs and they remain that. And then it's adulthood that ruins them. It's like, no, no. Children need to be taught to be nice and taught to share and taught to be reasonable. They're not born nice and reasonable. That's a ridiculous sentiment, right? But we have this illusion that we're born perfect and then we get ruined through life. And it's like, no, it's the other way around. It's not like original sin or anything ridiculous. We're just not born good. Well, it goes both ways. Someone can good. be born okay and end up with really shitty, horrible parents that teach them. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it Absolutely. goes both ways. Absolutely. I would argue that, not argue, but for me, the point of life is to get better as you get older, right? Yeah. Like that's the goal for me is to become a better person as I get older. And it's like the the closer I, the more moves I make it toward that direction, the more I realize it means allowing myself to be a human being. You know what I mean? Like allowing myself to have human problems like yes be jealous a little bit sometimes and just deal with it and like and have racist thoughts and fucked up thoughts and and things like that and it's like okay yeah i get it i'm a human being these thoughts are going to happen it doesn't mean i need to act on them i just i'm aware of them and then you go okay and then i can realize that i'm just being ridiculous but the the fact that i had the thought can't be this thing that makes me feel shitty about myself every second of the day you know what i mean yeah if that makes any sense so 
a really mm. good way of looking at it because yeah I, I I sort of do the same thing and well we've talked about this I don't know if, uh, just the idea that self-acceptance like I am gonna think yeah. horrible thoughts I'm gonna do horrible things but if I catch myself in the second in the moment and go all right, that was inappropriate. How can I be better next time? Like as opposed to, oh my God, I can't, you know, obviously there are limits as, as you know, uh, you're not going to commit murder and say, oops, didn't mean to kill that person, but well, <laughs> I'll do better next week, you know, but, you know, moments of right. road rage or something, you fucking asshole. That's ah, just, he, you know, chances are the person didn't even see me, wasn't cutting me off on purpose, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just, we have, I, I like, you know, I find that when I stop being so fascinated by the conversation going on in my head and start being more fascinated by the world outside the present moment, like what is happening not the that isn't the conversation in my head, it's much more interesting. And when I realize that, that people cut, somebody cut me off, it wasn't on purpose any more than when I cut someone off, it was on purpose. Like, I didn't see the exit uh, in time, and I'm sorry I have to cut in front of you to get to the exit because I really need to get to it. I'm sorry, right? I didn't mean to do it. And then somebody does it to me, and I'm like, fuck you, you motherfucker. It's like, what? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's absurd. Like, right. Like, and, and there's this thing that I'm starting to realize in close relationships, and I imagine it holds true in, in the larger scheme of things, right? But, like, if I... If I hold you to being who you were yesterday, if I force you to be who you were yesterday, it doesn't allow me to grow today. Because for me to make you be who you were yesterday, I have to do to you what I did to you yesterday to force you to be who you were yesterday. So it just locks me into living in the past over and over and over again. You know, and that to me... I, once I start to go, oh, right, the way that I kind of liberate myself from all this bullshit is to liberate everybody around me from it first, right? Like, for my support system to not have to be the same allows me to grow. But if I force my support system to be the same, but I want to grow, then I can't grow within my support system. Does that make sense? Maybe it does, and it's a pretty fucking enlightened way to look at things i mean <laughs> i mean i hate to be laughing but it's like that's pretty goddamn deep in a way you know i mean yeah i've been kind of trying to figure out what the source of my not unhappiness is but for lack of a better my dissatisfaction right like i don't have a bad life i don't have an amazing life but i have a decent life you know I have decent skill sets and good friends and things like that. And I find that there's there's just a, an overall sense of dissatisfaction, but there's also a sense of, of of not being motivated to do things. And I'm like, why is that, right? Like, I know I'm capable of having a much better life than the life I'm currently living, right? Like, and my life is, is up until coronavirus, was actually on the upswing. Like, things were... Right. It's not that it was bad, but it was getting better. Things were growing into that life right and i'm assuming that that will will resume but it's like there's there's certain things that i know i could fundamentally do that would make my life better and when i find myself not doing those things even though i know that i'm fully capable of doing them yet i'm not doing them there's a there's a reason for that and i don't know what that reason is and somehow i want to find out 
you know I really want to find out what it is that stops me from doing the things I know I'm capable of doing that would move my life into the direction I want it to go. And part of that was kind of not like realizing that I'm going to have a difficult time growing if I force everybody else to not, if I don't allow other people in my life to grow, like if they can't expand and I can't expand, right? It's just so, it, it's just a weird, like, I think God is a sadist, you know, like, I know, like this, like the, the idea that like to get. Well, can I interrupt you quick? I apologize. Yeah, please. Yeah, no, please do. I'll, I'll go on forever. So well, I yes, just, I, it goes back to my friend because, um, like I said, we'd known each other for 16 years. We, we have known each other. And I think that's part of the problem is, I mean, we know each other's triggers in a way. And so when we got into it today, we'd sort of talked about this before, but it, I don't think he knew where it was coming from for me, whereas like, I've seen this happen a, a bunch of times, and I'm not gonna go into details, where it's just like the first go-to thing is, oh, you know, this happened, racism, and it's like, eh, okay, you know, like, I'm not saying there's no such thing as racists, or they, but I, I say take it on an individual basis, and so I think that's part of what happened, and we, we communicated better after I messaged him on the side, and I think that's part of the problem with being online is, well, just, just first of all, there's time. There's there's knowing someone for a certain amount of time, and then, you know, things build up in your mind and their mind, and 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 it just comes out in the wrong way. But the other is, he said something about, uh, he, he projected an emotion on me. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, I, I wasn't angry when I was writing. I was just like sort of rolling my eyes, like, dude, what the fuck, you know? But online, you lose the... the in-person conversations are the best. You have, uh, you have eyeballs. You can see what's happening. You have uh, facial gestures. You have physicality. Phone conversation, next best, because you hear tone. You hear inference. Online is the worst way to communicate with anyone. Um, I, I wrote about it years ago, even before it became a great Key and Peele sketch about texting, where I say, fuck you, and it can be, oh, man, fuck you, or <laughs> fuck you, or fuck you. I mean, just three different takes, but if you write fuck you, it's however the person reads it, and that's everything gets lost in translation. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think also, you know, I, I feel like online, you're, we're trained to see the world, we're trained to see ourselves through other people's eyes. And I think that's a really dangerous way to see yourself. And I think that online life kind of trains you to think about how other people are going to receive your actions over and over again. So we self-edit and self-censor, and then we have to like double down on bullshit because we said we we said something, and then somebody disagreed. But now somebody's gonna see that fight, and we can't be seen to it. You know what I mean? Like it just yeah. it just turns into this this exercise where we see we were trained to to have to 
figure out how to present ourselves like and I don't want to call it it's not virtue signaling but it is a but it's but it's kind of this, it's born out of not virtue signaling just signaling in general in general you know it's well let born me let me yeah, yeah. thing you know and I, I don't I don't like online for that reason well and part of my problem was is uh, I uh, you know was was when when you bring up race racism gets brought up and there's absolutely nothing that can be said about it. I mean, I, I, right. I, the instant I say anything like, well, I was talking to my friend Barrett. Oh, you have a black friend. Um, you know, <laughs> well, I grew up in the ghetto. I spent time, you know, I've spent, I, I, I have thoughts. I, I, uh, I mean, there's, there's no winning. There's absolutely zero way to win that conversation without looking like a pretentious douchebag or, um, uh, an inconsiderate asshole or someone that just doesn't get it or, you know, it, it's, it's lose-lose mm. because when you read the conversation, it just, everything comes off as bad. Everything, so you have to tread so carefully. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like this, we, we have, a, we have a, 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 there's a bunch of things that we can't, we're not allowed to talk about right like you have to pick a side and it's all or nothing it's one of the, it's funny because like the as liberals we used to say this about the the Demo the republicans all the time that like why do you have to like swallow the whole hog you know what i mean like why do you have to why does being a republican mean you have to then also be a homophobe and a racist and a xenophobe you know what i mean like why why can't you just be a fiscal conservative and also, but then just be a perfectly reasonable person, you know, like, why does it have to be all that? That's the kind of stuff we used to say about them. And now I look at it, the liberal people, and I think, good Lord, like, really? Like, okay, but like, is like, why, why does everything have to be so much like this? Like, I, I understand, listen, the black community has a lot of problems that are brought on by the black community. The black community has a lot of problems that are brought on by the history of slavery, and the black community has a lot of problems that are brought on by by racism, right, and white supremacy. The black community also has beautiful things that are so amazing and so incredible that it, it, it's jaw drop. It's it's awe inspiring. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, but we're not allowed to say we're we're not like as a white person, you can't ever talk about something that might actually be black people's responsibility to deal with on their own right like you can't ever say that right you can't ever say like you can't say well yeah i'm i'm pro-choice up to a point you know because then it's like now you're saying that you women can't choose the women can't choose it's like well nobody said that yeah like if i say that i am pro-choice but anti-abortion that is like because I, I think abortion right. but I would always vote to protect it as much as I think it's kind of oogie but right. it, you it, it's coexistence of two different schools of thought where I, I, I abortion has always weirded me out but I've always been pro-choice just because yeah. it seems like the only way to be logical about it it's also just it's also too slippery a slope it's like when you start allowing the government to decide whether or not like that's not like that's not their purview do you know what i mean it's it's not their purview like i'm sorry it's just not their purview you know what i mean that's a personal choice and so you know i i 
they need to stay out of that area. It's not their place to be. Whether or not I agree with it or not, it's not their place to be. I don't know right. how I feel about it. I'm not a woman. I'm not the one who has to go through it. So I don't know how I feel about it. What I know is that like, if a woman gets pregnant the, the night she has sex and she goes and takes a pill so that she doesn't get pregnant, you know, that plan B thing... Yeah. I don't know. I don't have an issue with that. Why on earth? Like, well, that's... Well, let's not no even go down this path because yeah, that's exactly right. how I feel is I've never understood like, that one. Yeah. It's like, okay, to them, the morning after pill is the same as a third trimester. And I'm like, right. just stop. It's like, come on. Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's insanity. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, like why? And it's not even that there's a middle ground. It's like, why can't we just have a conversation? Like certain things that should at least be able to be talked about, whether or not you come to the same conclusion, we should at least be able to have a conversation about it that doesn't have to devolve into fighting. Right. Like we should be able to talk about race and racism and and the way that people feel and different people's experiences without having it devolve into a fight right well, we do should you think it's, to talk we about can because stuff. we've known each other so long or you know i mean what what if we brought another person in to talk with us and uh, do you think because it's a personal conversation we get away with it or I mean, I think partially. I mean, this is, it's funny because we can tie this back into what we were talking about before about you and your friend knowing each other for so long and just knowing each other's triggers, right? Stop me if we've talked about this. But I have this theory now because of my new theory about freeing people, like releasing people from who I thought they were yesterday type shit. I also have this theory that I'm not sure that the arguments that I get into. I didn't start even though I manipulated somebody. I like I feel like when you know someone, you know how to manipulate a fight that you can then make them be the person who's wrong. That makes right? sense. Yeah. And and I know that I can do that. Like you and I don't really fight, you know what I mean? But like if we were if but if we wanted to get into a fight, it'd be very easy for you to say something that would make me mad enough to do something. It'd be very easy for me to say something that I could pass off as innocuous but would piss you off. And you and I right. we 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 right. know each other's dirt, like things right. that we talk about <laughs> yeah. that no one else knows. Yeah, it would be, it's I mean, it's even my wife. destruction. It's yeah. Literally, it, it's 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 you know Russia United States 1985. You know, it's like 1984. Man. Come on, that's when the movie Red Dawn was released. You got to go at the yeah. peak, unless right. <laughs> Rocky Four was oh, 85. Good. I don't know. One, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. That, Neither that's, do I. But it's, it's around then. It's somewhere. Yeah. In that but, you time. Know, uh, right. Like when when uh, when there were only two people who had the capacity to blow the world up. There's <laughs> only two two nation states could do that. Now it's like, you know, every tin pot dictator with fifty grand somehow has a nuclear bomb or yeah. access to shit. It's insanity. <laughs> anyway, whatever. But so but I realized that. So like when you and your friend like like sometimes like somebody could just be having a bad day and you guys can just trigger each other. But like those kinds of things got me really thinking about who starts arguments, you know? Like who really starts them? Because there's times when I wanna, like, if I the like I think about the last three or four arguments I got into with someone, there were things that like I thought I might wanna say, and I was like, nah, I shouldn't say that. And then somehow, <laughs> welcome to my the, life. 
I mean, right. just as a comedian, I have comebacks, even with people I don't know, it's like, especially with people I do know, but the where, where I'm like, okay, let's cycle down, cycle down. Okay, that that's appropriate, because like, I could take it to a 10 <laughs> immediately on accident. Right. But right. I, it, what you just said, yeah. um, we've talked about it on here. Uh, the last few, I want to say, arguments before today that I've gotten into, I wouldn't even call them arguments, but they've been with complete strangers where... I, I'm right. pretty amiable. Yeah. Like I, I just basically get along with people. I, I'm too old to fight or be disagreeable anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like I do, Peter Frampton? <laughs> do you, Do you feel patient? Yes, and I think that's why today was so weird because. I think I hate to blame quarantine and coronavirus, but I think it was a unique combination of uh, being trapped inside and just day after day of the same Groundhog Day and having seen, as I said, a series of just everything goes back to racism no matter what it is. And today I finally just sort of snapped a little bit and was like, okay, I'm going to push back on that in this instance. There have been other ones where I sort of did lightly or I let it go, but well, and and that's why it sort of happened. I mean, you know, we don't. I mean, yeah, it, it's you and I have beaten this conversation into the ground. I think at this point, but but I feel like here's the here's my my ultimate take on this thing. Right, we'll have the we'll have one final conversation about this racism thing. Right, and it'll be like thirty eight seconds. The fundamental issue that I have about it is that this country was fundamentally founded on remarkably racist principles. It is legitimately woven into the fabric of the country, right? And so to say that things are racist just seems ridiculous because it's not racism it is but it's just life in america and it's getting and it is legitimately getting better right like as a as a as a group of people we are becoming smarter we are our our ideas our wisdom is nowhere has grown in such small degrees relative to our technological advancement, right? Like, we don't have the wisdom to have the toys we have access to. Like, we just don't as a as a nation. I, I think as a species, I think we're in real trouble because our, we're not as smart as the technology is, you know? But, but I think that things are legitimately getting better, and there are a lot of people out in the world really really trying to make a difference. And as much as I know that this country can be remarkably racist and have a lot of things that are really wrong with it, and I fundamentally believe that, I also believe that there are a lot, that the people who are screaming the loudest about, like, fuck you, nigger, and all that stuff, and I think they're a dying breed, and this is their their last gasp, their, their last, their last, this is their Hail Mary, and it's a good one, right? It's a good one, because the Trump presidency and all that stuff, it's a good one. But I think that there really are more people in this country who who don't feel that way. 
Even if he wins again, I don't think that the majority of the country is full of racists. I think the majority of the country is full of people who are fed up with their government, and some of them happen to be racists. Well, that's I, what I think. Do you know what I mean? I Does absolutely agree with you. I think that's a very positive outlook. The only thing I would change, not change, is you said if he wins again, and <laughs> I think that could happen. But I, the part with the last gasp is why I think he might not because I mean more people sat out the last election than voted and I think there were I from all the listening and news and everything I've heard there were a series of people that said I just want to throw a wrench into the system I've been lied to by Democrats and Republicans and I'm tired of it and I just want to and it's like okay you got your wish now you've seen the something different was it worth it and I think they are smart enough to say no it wasn't so i think that might be the same right. grace i'm gonna but tell I don't you know. this i'm not voting for trump and i made that clear but i'll bet you 10 bucks that he wins i'll bet you because here's my here's what i think and I, and this is gonna sound racist <laughs> i'm talking about racism i think white people are naive i think that this and this is where the racism part comes in i think that because because of the way that that white people have been raised like i i see it like when i watch television again i i we talked about this before like it's just the way that the television structures things in movies and who's the pretty one and who's the this one and who gets listened to i think you guys have an illusion that like like you don't understand how deeply embedded that is and how poor white people have been trained to be the watchdogs for rich white people, be their guard dogs. Oh, I and get that, yeah. I think, but I don't think you understand how deeply that goes, how the white supremacy thing, because it's not white supremacy in the sense of like, fuck you, nigger, KKK stuff. It's just a sheen of like, white ideology right like people have not read books by black authors by by women unless you take a woman's studies course you don't read tons of you don't read as many women as you read men there's right you don't read any black people you don't read any people uh right like you know except in february or you know what i mean like like there's not a comprehensive idea of American history. There's a comprehensive it's funny, all idea. All you're describing of, is what I read. What I have right, but you, maybe you might be that. But do you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like most people, that's not yeah. what they read, and that's why they don't. That's why you don't understand. Right, like you don't understand who those other people are, even though you might look like them and you might come from the live in the same place where they live. I don't think you understand how deeply they. Like when if people have to whenever white people are given a choice to choose between being white or being free, they choose white every time, every time they choose being white when it comes in mass numbers, individual people choose freedom every day and give up all that whiteness nonsense because it, it's like just the whole concept of it is ridiculous. Like what is a white person is a white person from Sweden or from Australia or from Spain? And then they come here and they're all white. Nah, I don't know about Spain. Those are Spaniards and right, but they're considered white. They're European. Really? Yeah, they're they're considered the white. They're white Spanish people. Now the Puerto Rican people. I got to do something about that at the next meeting. I don't. Know <laughs>
Exactly. Anyway, that's enough talking about race. Good lord. But you know what I mean? Like, well, I, that's I what we like, signed on for is to talk about know, race. Definitely, definitely but, didn't sign on to talk about abortion. That was a segue no, that we didn't need. Nobody no. wants to hear that shit. No. But I mean, but I think it's, but it's all the same stuff. It's all beliefs, right? It's all beliefs. These aren't facts. These are beliefs, right? Like, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm, I feel like racism is a real problem, but I feel like, I don't feel like the way to solve the problem is to not talk about it. I think we need to be able to talk about it openly and candidly, but we need to be able to talk about it and move forward at the same time, right? Well, I not think have it be a standstill always. I agree with that. I, I also just, going back to what happened today, my, I always just get worried when it seems to be the go-to, especially from white liberals, where it's like, that's the go-to problem for everything. I'm like, okay, not everything. It, it, like you say, it is systemic. There are problems. Uh, let's address everything. Let's talk about what those problems are. But I don't think it should be the automatic, like, you know, oh, uh, McDonald's suspended all day breakfast during the coronavirus because they don't have nope racism like wait what <laughs> you know it, because there right. it that it, it seems right. to be the go-to for certain people uh, and, and unfortunately white liberals more often than, I mean, than not well I, I mean I feel like we all have like I think I feel like I feel like everybody does that there's no wiggle room right like everything Trump does is bad well, that's not really true. I can't think of something he's done that's good, but that's I was just going to say, well, at least 90% of what he does is bad because... Well, but I mean, I, but the thing is that, is that true? Or is there just a media block out of... Like, everything he does gets framed as being bad, even if Obama did the same thing. And that's what exactly what they did to Obama, right? Everything he did was seen as bad. And when Trump does the same exact thing, it's seen as perfectly reasonable, right? Like... But that we can't live in a world like that, right? We can't live in a world where everything that a white person does that pisses off a black person is racist, right? Everything that a man does that pisses off a woman is sexist. Well, I mean, let's you know, I it's mean, like well, that, that's not reasonable. No, because you know? sometimes you just run into assholes. It doesn't right. mean they're racist. It, right. It, 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 sometimes people, even if they're not assholes, sometimes you just run into someone who's having a bad day. Like, you and I have talked about this a million times, yeah. I think. I mean, I know more asshole white people than uh, probably asshole black people and or, but it doesn't make them all racist. It makes them assholes. Like, they're assholes to me. And I'm not saying, well, you're racist against white people. It's if you use race as your go-to Every what is that stupid saying? Uh, you know, if you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Yeah, yeah. I do. I I do believe the the the. Uh, as a as a person of color, whatever that means, like I I, I almost I hate you're those a Chinese sayings, American, right? yes. No, but I I hate it. Like it's such, it's such a weird thing to say because it implies that like. All right. I feel like the way that people get treated in this country trains you to see things in a certain way until you can learn to outgrow it. Right. That's I believe that. And 
And I think that... You have my curiosity. I think that what what white people don't understand, if I can make a gross generalization, right? Which, again, it's like, a, it's ridiculous because then it's whatever. I feel like... Grits? We're, we're racism. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're racism and white supremacy are a thing. I feel like you guys don't understand that those are just seeds. And from those seeds, many trees grew. Like one tree grew and then a bunch of apples fell and each one of those grew trees. And now there's a whole orchard. And so just because some, like I don't think you guys understand how how woven into everything it is. So when people are saying something is racist, they like it's not that it's racist but i think that if you trace back most of the ills of this country it comes down to a belief that one group of people is somehow superior to another group of people through something that is immutable right most of the ills of this country when i trace them back to their roots that's what i seem to find and i feel like there have been tons of black people who've been talking about this. W.E.B. Du Bois was talking about it 100 years ago. James Baldwin was talking about it 50, 60 years ago. Like some of the stuff that, that people are coming up with and saying now, these theories about how people need to get along and how all this interdisciplinary blah, blah, blah. These are concepts. Like W.B. Du Bois said, the problem of the 20th century really is going to be the race problem. If you guys don't really deal with this thing, when it really blows up, it's going to be ridiculous. And he was right, and he could see it 100 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like there's, like... I forgot like, to tell our <clears throat> listeners to do the, do you, do you know what I mean, drinking game. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, I just realized that when I said it for the 19th time. But... But what I mean, and that, and that's what white supremacy does. It takes something like black intellectualism and goes, black intellectualism? <laughs> What's that? And it says that, like, in when you're studying the philosophy, you study the great philosophers. It's like, well, they must have all come out of Europe. Or maybe Asia. One or two came out of Asia somewhere, right? But that's it. Like, there's these acceptable places where smart people are allowed to come from. And what but that not means Africa. Is, Right. What that means yeah. is that all the deep African thinkers or African-American thinkers or Latin American thinkers or any of these people, not any, and not all of them, obviously, because, right, James Baldwin, like there's enough people out there that people can find. But in mass, those books are not taught in, you have to take an African-American studies class to I get. I think that's where I first discovered them in college. Right. But that's where you have, but you have to take that class to get a James Baldwin book, because if James Baldwin is not as good as any of the writers who you would study from that same time period who happen to be white or of European descent, right? How black history is not included in American history, except for Black History Month, right? But black history, black accomplishments, black stuff, none of it is included. So there's this illusion that black people have never created anything and never done anything intellectual or scientific, not because it didn't exist, but because the people who were in charge of writing the history books never included it in. So even liberal white people have literally no understanding of black intelligence or intellectual life or, or or, or brilliance in any of these ways and think that like black people are these groups of people who live in ghettos and always need help, 
right? So even liberal white America is is partially still taught that kind of stuff because because it's very rare that you've been taught a black perspective. And what on, is that called? But that's like a childrenification or something like that, where you're like, oh, they're such you know innocent. It's what we've talked right. about, where if someone white does something stupid you're like well they should know better but if someone black does something like oh well all right yeah they'll learn right. something like that the right adult. exactly right and yeah. I, i've talked i've talked to liberal white people who are really smart well in high iq right right and well educated i'll say well educated right and they'll say things i'll say like well you know what about like they'll what do you feel bad about these poor black children who live in the ghetto and single parent families and moms on drugs or dads in jail and blah blah like, oh yeah those kids need help and i'm like what about the poor white kid who lives in arkansas somewhere or the appalachian trail somewhere you know he's a dirt farmer and his mom's a meth head and his dad's locked up in jail well that kid he should know better but i'm like right like how is that kid any how does he suffer any less right <laughs> but there's no love for that kid that kid gets no love of, right so i get why people are mad i get why people doubt like i understand what that those people are angry because that kid gets no love yeah he's expected to know better just right. by the color of his skin right and that and that but but the problem is that that's white people who believe that about other white people which is inherently that's the white supremacist thing is it secretly white people believe that they should know better and do better because they're white they really well, do believe I, that right you, like you know this about me i haven't talked about this in a while i mentioned it in passing the fact that i grew up it's it's one thing that i i don't remember when i had the realization i just know i had it at some point when yeah. i lived in milwaukee in a less than stellar neighborhood that I, you know as a kid i i learned to steal i learned to hang out with other little uh rug rats and and do shitty things and then when uh my dad got fired and we moved uh somewhere <laughs> um I, uh, I I I got became got, got older and older and somewhere in my twenties early I like I look back and went oh right if I hadn't gotten out at that age I would have been in that system I would have you know stealing books or donuts or whatever the hell I was stealing as a kid would have moved up the scale to stealing you know it, it just it's an environment it's not a race it's an environment is basically yeah. what I understood immediately yeah. Yeah, and and that that seems. And I only to understood it through people. personal experience. It wasn't book learning that taught me that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I find this kind of stuff to be interesting because there it's just it's it's like a lack of objectivity, right? Like we're we're taught. I feel like that's what it is. Like ultimately. Even white people believe that white people have an advantage, even if they don't believe it. Even if they don't believe it consciously, they unconsciously believe it, which is why they don't have any love for the poor white kid, because they think he should know better because he's white. They write, which is just a ridiculous form of that. And so they can't see past that. Black people spend half their time, no, I won't say all black people, some black people that I know spend half their time, or if not more, seeing their life through the eyes of white people, right? How would white people see what I'm doing now? How does this look when I do this? And kind of well, micromanaging you, yourself. Mm -hmm. 
you said something I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, I'm gonna get it wrong because it was so long ago, but what I remember, and you jump in and correct me, is you said that, well, Living Color forms, and they're like, okay, we wanna play this rock music, but it's sort of funky, but they're gonna think we're heavy metal, should we do it, how are we gonna be perceived, blah, 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 blah. Whereas Sublime goes, hey, I wanna play uh, like uh, uh, Bob Marley sort of ska, whatever, and they just do it, as like there's no second thought. Yeah, right, and, and that that's what it is. It's really about permission. Right. right, like like black people spend a lot of their time like because and that's the funny thing about racism, right? Like racism, it's not this. It's not this. I mean, it is this oppressive thing, like you know, people calling you nigger and shit like that. But that's not really what it is. It's a way of teaching you how to think where you self censor. That's what racism is, right? I walk into a place and I think, how do I, how how best can I make all the white people in here feel comfortable? Right. That's what it does. And when white people walk into a room in general, again, well, right, I think it's changing. We've talked about that, too, is now right. I have to think, like, how am I going to be right. perceived? What do I but, have to as but, it's, right. it's, but do you see that that weird sense of anxiety that you feel? It's like this new feeling for you. That feeling I've had that feeling since I was a right kid. your whole life. I've literally had that feeling. This feeling like white people feel so persecuted now. It's well, so I don't, funny. I don't say persecuted. I say no, like. But not, not you don't feel that way. But people are talking about it. Like, uh, yeah, it's no, so they're, they're, And I'm yeah. like, right. Like, you guys don't you even understand. You hear it on Fox what. News. Right. Well, I'm like, ask any woman how she feels in a room full of men, and she'll tell you. And it's the exact same feeling. And But nobody, like, everybody loves slavery when they're the ones with the whip in, the hand, in their hand. You know, well, now we're going into Animal Farm. Two legs good, four legs bad. Exactly, it goes from four legs good. Yeah, it starts four legs good, and then next thing you know, the pigs are, the pigs changing. And and that's exactly what what happened with the liberals. And then your friend is a kind of a weird example of that kind of liberal intolerance. Like I think that I don't know those people. Like I saw the stuff, and I expected it to be some Trump thing. And then they were talking about they want to go back to work. I was like, oh right, well they right, of course they do. I mean, they just happen they to have to, the Trump shit all over they, them because right, yeah. they happen they happen to be Trump supporters. They happen to be Republicans, and so they're Trump supporters, and that's who they are. But they and as really I will say, they happen to, to be racist. <laughs> and maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, here's the funny thing, and, and that's the thing, right? Like, I. It's not even like, like I'm still remarkably liberal. I have real serious problems with what's going on on the left these days, but I'm still left. Right, but ha, I'm still left right. Hee hee. <laughs> but being out on the road, and we didn't, even, we haven't even been to a million places. But we've been down south, and I've been down there, and I was like, oh, I met some really nice people. I've been in the Midwest and met some really nice people. Been way up north, met some really nice people. Out to California, met some really nice people. I've met really nice people everywhere I've gone, and places where. Uh, like when I came out to your wedding, and I was in the oh, you told me the story. Tell, tell it again to people that might not have to, the the you got pulled over by a cop. I mean, I'll tell you two stories, right? Like I got one driving down the road, flying down the road, going speeding, driving overnight, get pulled over. And by the way, which the I will admit, I have never understood. Whenever I'm driving on a highway and I get passed by a black guy, I'm like. You know you're black, right? right? right I exactly. don't want to get pulled over. What are you thinking? Right, exactly. It's right. It's like you should know better. Yeah. 
So that, uh, see, uh, <laughs> you should right. know better. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just what we but were talking true. about. But it's true, right? Like I should know better, <laughs> right? But that's what, right? Like, like there's, but I know lots of, I know lots of white people who say that racism doesn't exist, and then they'll say to me, "I know what it feels like to be black because I used to have long hair, and that... when I had long hair, I got pulled over all the time, <laughs> just like a black guy." And then in the next breath, they go, "Racism doesn't exist." It's like, huh? You just like whatever. It's like such as this amazing amount of cognitive dissonance, unbelievable. So anyway, I'm driving down the road and I'm crossing over into Indiana, and I'm flying. And cop pulls me over, and he's got me dead to rights, man. I'm like, oh, here comes my ticket. Black guy, out of state plates. Like, there's no reason that I'm like easily 15, 20 miles over the speed limit. There's and... no reason for him. To pull white me over. Wife. And and I got a white woman in the car. Right? Yeah. I, got, I got a white woman in the car with me. It's it's, it's absurd, right? So he pulls he pulls me over. He asks for my stuff. He gives me my stuff. He takes it back. He comes back and he hands me a warning. And he says, Hey, listen. And I think the speed limit there is like 75, right? And he's like, So listen. Put your cruise control between 75, 78, somewhere around there, and just ride it through, man, really. And have a, have a nice night. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right? Like, what just happened? This guy, this white cop in the Midwest didn't give the black guy with the white woman speeding a ticket. And I was like, right, like, not everybody's racist. Not everybody's an asshole. I remember everyone out there walking around, going to places and asking people for directions and stuff. Everybody was really nice to me. Like, and uh, granted, I don't live there. No, they were afraid of you. you. Know. Right, exactly. Please don't hurt me. All right, exactly. If we just be nice to him, <laughs> give him what he wants, he'll leave quickly. He won't mug me. <laughs> right, just give him what he wants, give him what he wants, Do you need please. directions and my purse? Right. <laughs> I go, hi, man, can I have directions? Fine, just take my purse. Take it, take it. <laughs> right. Exactly. But, <laughs> but, but really, like, like, you know, and I'm finding that. I'm finding that, like, I, and I don't know. I, I've met tons of Trump supporters, and I have tons of friends who are Republicans. And uh, other than when we talk about politics, we get along just fine. Yeah, I have the same and, thing. I I know a lot of not a lot, but I went to high school with some supremely stupid people, and you know <laughs> they were on today uh, talking about uh, the state of Wisconsin where I'm from <laughs> and graduated. Just extended the lockdown to May 26th, and I had a gig in Wisconsin on May 8th, and I'm like, oh, I can see it getting canceled, and yeah, I'm like, okay, it got canceled, and all my they're all like, oh, this is bullshit. We should protest like Michigan, blah blah blah, and I'm like. Okay, last night when I went to bed, the coronavirus deaths was at 28,000. When I woke up, it was at 33,000. That is a big overnight jump. This is not, you know, a joke. It's it's killing, they first said it would be all old people, but now it's getting young and healthy. And it, it I get it, it sucks, but what are you gonna do? I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know where I am in believing what goes on in China, what goes on. Like, you know, like, we're all so good. Like, the world of, like, not even the world of deep fakes and stuff. But, right, like, what you were talking about before, the guy with the video where the plane lands on the truck or something. Yeah, It's yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. stuff just, I mean, you know, like, we live in a world where the, the fakes are so good. And you can't 
I mean, I don't really trust anything these days. Well, like, here, I let really me inter don't. interrupt you. Have you. I just listened to a great podcast today. Um, mm -hmm. China is gearing up their propaganda machine because they have state-owned media where it's... Right, yeah. I mean. And they are blaming foreigners. I don't know if you saw, but... Uh, Africans in yeah right um, they they shut down a McDonald's because they black shut down a McDonald's because black like, people couldn't uh... right because black people are the cause of it right and that's what I mean right like like if everybody if everybody's propaganda machine is going and and nobody can be believed right if everything Trump does is bad on from the left point of view and everything he does is good from the right point of view then who's actually telling us the truth. Yeah. Right. Like who, where does the truth come from? Every single late night talk show host I turn on, all I hear is Trump this, Trump that, Trump this. I'm like, good Lord, seriously. Like, is there nothing else to talk about other than what fucking Trump did today? Really? Like, is there, there's nothing Generally else. not. But like, come on, man, that, 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 this is again, or this, I start to oh. believe in conspiracies because it can't be an accident because Trevor Noah can't want to get up and talk about Trump every single day. He can't, I know. that it's can't be what he be. wants to do because it wasn't what he was doing before he did this. He didn't let me, talk let about, me interrupt you. Know, you and I apologize. It's ridiculous. Oh, go ahead. I, I said I wanted to go back to um, something a long time ago. I said, oh, I, I don't want to bust in on what you're doing. I, I just remembered what I wanted to talk about. I am either. And you'll have to tell me, I'm either smarter than everybody or stupider than everybody, and I don't understand a goddamn thing. <laughs> but when it comes to the economy right now, I guess I don't understand why the government can't just step in and say, all right, freeze. We're going to put the economy into a medically induced coma. Uh, landlords, you can't collect rent banks you can't collect rent from the landlords is like we're really just going to hold on to everything and we're going to try and get you know people to buy food and shit like that but as far as you know because they say that some people won't be able to pay rent and some landlords are waiving rent but landlords have mortgages to the banks i guess i don't understand where it comes in where it's like you just can't put a freeze on it and say nobody gets anything the banks can't get rich off this and little people can't get fucked by this i mean explain that to me does that sound completely illogical if everybody just sort of freezes a little bit and then you just pick it right back up as opposed to oh you're getting evicted oh, oh we have to impound the uh, uh, apartment building because the landlord couldn't pay because the tenants couldn't pay it's it seems I don't want to say simple but I also you know it seems like it would make sense yeah I I I can't think of a reason why I mean I don't know enough about the internal workings. Like I imagine it's a lot harder to put the brakes on this thing than it than just simply saying, Hey, landlords yeah. don't do this, banks don't do this, right? Like I, I I'm sure it is. Because people are still consuming, right? Like we're still using gas and electricity and watching well, not TV really. That's and... why gas is ninety nine cents a gallon now. I know, that shit's insane. But I mean but people But still I'm not driving going... anywhere, so I can't even take advantage right. of it. Me that drives everywhere, I don't get to take advantage of it. It's like I wanna uh, I wanna buy a you know, a thousand gallon drum and bury it in my backyard and fill know, it up seriously. right now. My God, it's like really like these are prices I haven't seen since I was like not a teenager, but like, you know, God, man, like in my early 20s, man. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, but I, you know, I think that that people are still like we're still going to the grocery store. We're still buying food. We're still buying things. We're still eating. We're still needing stuff. We're still 
turning while washing our clothes and 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 turning on our stoves and you know like I think that you can only put a real freeze on if everything actually can freeze. Yeah. But, but you can only free you can freeze all the businesses, but life still has to keep moving, right? It's not like we can hit the pause button and solve it and then unpause it. It's you know, and and I don't know what to do with that. Like I think it's got to be a remarkably big problem, like that we were sorely unprepared for. And whatever we learn our lessons the hard way, right? Like it's the well. There's that's the scary thing is will we learn a lesson from this or will it just go back to business as usual? I mean, I think we'll learn a lesson from it, but I think that it will go back to to some. I think it will try to get back to as normal as possible, even if normal is what caused all this, because normal is what's remarkably familiar to us, right? Like I, I don't. I, I think that we just have a, a general lackadaisical attitude about things because we're Americans and we just think that shit never bothers, shit never touches us. You know, like we that just have true. a kind of general arrogance about how we live our lives. Like, we are it's all like Elliot Ness of, until Sean Connery gets killed. Right, right, it's right. Like we all kind of feel that, like that bravado, right? That manifest destiny thing. That like the world is ours, our oyster, right? <laughs> like yes, other other countries, yeah, the Chinese are gonna get that, but that won't happen to us because we're American. It's like we really believe, like internally, we've all kind of swallowed that Kool Aid to one degree or another. Right, I feel like right, like it, it's like we have a general that it's part of the culture of what it means to be an American, and that's part of the problem. Right? Again, like we 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 don't we don't understand that we feel like everybody else's nationalism is ridiculous, but ours somehow makes sense. Yeah, well, right. that this goes back to where we started <laughs> with uh, right. if you're sitting on a something drinking a forty ounce, or you're a lazy piece of shit. But if you're drinking a Coors, you're you know you're fine. That's, right, that's, that's good. That's work. That's good. That's good working man's beer. Just because he's been out of work for the past five years, he's still that's working man's beer. Yeah. Right. So right, whereas you know, right, it's like <laughs> right. Somehow meth is better than crack. <laughs> you know. Like, yep. Right. Yes. It's, yes. It's, yes. It's, I mean, it just—it's so ridiculous. It's like, but the and and this is where I I start to think like, you and I can't be the smartest people, like we're not even the smartest two people on this phone call, let alone the smartest two people in the world or in this well, country. This goes into something that I've been thinking more and more lately. It, uh, I know I'm stupid. And I think that gives me an advantage over people who think they're smart, and that doesn't make sense, <laughs> yes. but it does. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's I. So yeah. I agree with you when you say we're not even the two smartest people on this phone call. The 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 NSA agent listening in is probably much right. smarter exactly. than we are. Yeah, whoever pulled the short straw, you know, <laughs> had to listen to that to tap this phone conversation. Yeah, because I said Pakistani at the beginning of it. Right. Exactly. But really, like you know, like like, I, sometimes I think the the answers are really obvious, and so either there it's just not as simple as I've reduced it to, right? It's just a lot more complex and more interwoven than I think it is, or there's something going on where people are just not doing the easy thing, right? And I, I don't know which one it is, and maybe it's neither or, or somewhere in the middle, but. I, I'm very curious about like things that seem kind of patently obvious to me, you know. But again, 
we've been trained to believe a lot of crazy stuff, man. Like I, I'm, I'm on a real mission to just uncondition my mind as much as possible. I don't even know what that means. Right? I really don't even know what it means. I just I, know I don't know what it means like, either, but I actually understand it. I I don't know what it means, right. but I understand it. I, I'm yeah. on a mission to do that, and I, I more and more I find myself on your other mission, which is and I don't mean this in an egotistical way, forgive myself that I may forgive others. Don't hold you to who you are today to who you are tomorrow, because that would be prejudging or the bias of uh, saying that someone has an inability to learn and grow and develop. Right. Yeah. And right. And, and I mean, and it's it's a fascinating thing when you... Like I can talk about it all day. Living it is is a is a remarkable challenge for me. <laughs> Talking about it, I can talk about it all day, but but it, it it's an interesting thing to when someone does something that they've done a dozen times before, you don't hold you don't hold the weight of the previous twelve against them. You don't make it, oh my God, again the thirteenth time you're gonna do this. So now I'm thirteen times as mad. It's like, okay, let me figure no, actually, out what else. <laughs> well for me it's with like, parenting because it's like okay, well, don't fuck children. around at the table. Don't fuck I mean, around but, at the table. And then children, they, they broke a dish I mean, and I'm like, I told you not to fuck around at the table. Yeah, but aren't but, we all children in a way? Even adults but, uh, yeah, aren't we all just sort I mean, of dumb and, idiots. And, Getting mad at children is ridiculous because they have no yeah. critical thinking skills. So if you're, you know, uh, I mean, getting mad at your children for being children. It's like yeah. I know people who get mad every time their dog barks or their cat meows. They get mad. I'm like, really? You're mad at your uh, your pet for being a pet? You're mad at your dog for barking, your cat for meowing? Then you got the wrong pets. Right? Actually, that <laughs> used to be my favorite thing about our dog is... Whenever he would bark, I would uh, get fake angry at him, and it would make me happy just to right. chase him around and like, what are you doing? You know, right. like, and, yeah, it's right, it's <laughs> right. It's, you're being silly. Yeah, but it amused well, me to no end to, to you know, f- as he yeah to just be fake angry at him for barking. Yeah, yeah, but I I, I really do feel like if when not uh, excluding children, right? If if I if I think about what I want out of a situation and somebody does something that I don't like and I'm thinking, okay, well what is the outcome that I actually want to have here? Like do I wanna be right or do I wanna be happy? Because and I don't mean like lie or anything like that, but what I mean is like if you say something that makes me upset there's a way that I can clarify that and explain that to you that will not cause a fight. And there's a way that I can do that that would cause a fight. Right? And it's like, well, what do I actually want? And what I actually want is for you to understand that what you said, I, I received it this way. I want to clarify that that's how you meant it. And if that's how you meant it, tell you that I don't like that because it hurt my feelings or I felt it was inappropriate or uncalled for, whatever it is. But there's a way that I can say that that will prompt a conversation and understanding or a way that I can say that they can cause a fight. And I'm right. starting to lean towards, well, what do I actually want out of this situation? And, you know, and, and part of it is, do I want my hurt feelings to be avenged? Do I want do I want you to pay for what you did? And if I want you to pay, then we're going to fight about it because I have to win then. 
But if I want it to not happen again, and I want you to understand what you did, and have an opportunity to clarify possibly, or just tell you that what you did will be a problem, not this time because we're not talking about it, but next time it might, if it happens again, it will be a problem, right? However, there's there's ways to say it that will get to my goal rather than get to some idea of me winning over you and making you hurt the same way you hurt me. Right. Like that's not ever the goal. That's not ever my conscious goal of an argument. My conscious like, but it's my unconscious goal. My, my conscious goal is to move towards happiness or some kind of fulfillment or learning or meaning or whatever. But my unconscious goal is to hurt you in the way you hurt me and make you feel as bad as I feel. Or as you made me feel, as if someone can make me feel something, right? Like, it's like it's just such a, a ridiculous conundrum, you know? Like, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, whatever. Silliness. But, but, you know, important all at the same time. Important silliness. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, 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 I want to be, I want to be able to live a life that makes me feel, like, I want to. I don't want to say admire myself because that sounds weird, but like I want to. No, I mean I get it. It it it. But, it's all in the phrasing. Like uh, if you if uh, this goes back to what I was saying earlier, if you say I want to live a life that allows me to admire myself online, it comes off a certain way. But if you verbally, you can hear what yeah. you mean. You want to be a good yeah. person. Yeah, like I want to. I want to live. I want to be able. I don't want to live an ad. I want to live a life that I. I I can look at and go, yeah, I did my best. And if my best isn't good enough, then then it's just not good enough. But if I'm not actually doing my best, why not? Right? And largely it's because I'm afraid of judgment of other people, which means I'm I'm literally allowing other people to dictate the I'm not even it's not even I'm allowing other people to do it I'm allowing my thoughts of what other people might be thinking about something I'm I'm thinking about doing stopping me from doing something right that's insanity like what the fuck is that right like what is that ridiculousness yeah so like that's just like I'm like wait what but that's but most of the things that I don't do, I don't do them because I feel like I'm not good enough yet or or what are people going to say, right? How are people going to judge this? How is this going to be received is what stops me from doing some, not everything, but some things. And it's like, oh, God, like, how do I minimize that, like... Right? Like, be free enough to, like, you know, I wish, it's funny because, like, we've been on the phone, it's already, like, you know, going on, like, not 90 minutes, but 75, you know what I mean? Really? But, yeah, but I, but I wanted to, I wanted to talk about one more thing that sure. has nothing to do with that with what, how we started, but it has a, a lot to do with this. I, I went and um, I was talking to a friend of mine. And we were uh, we were doing some social distancing jamming, right? As best we could. And 
I was playing for him a bunch of stuff that I'm working on. I've known him for a very long time. I'm very comfortable around him. So we're able to like play some stuff as best we could and but talk about stuff and play things for each other. And and I and I have no fear around him. Right? Like I'm perfectly comfortable making mistakes. So I'm really but once and because we've known each other for so long and he knows that this whole kind of open to anything I'm doing is like a new a new thing I'm working on, all this stuff. And what was interesting is that I was fundamentally aware of the fact that I was so willing to take chances in front of him, but that I was aware that I was being watched, right? So I'm aware that there's an audience there, and so I, the part of the performance mode kicks in, but because we're so close, oh, we've just we've known each other for so long, I feel really comfortable making a mistake and laughing at myself not feeling critical of myself. And because of that freedom that I felt, I was able to go for more things. And I was right significantly more than I was wrong. And I was able to laugh at my when I was wrong. I was able to laugh about it and then not get kicked out of that feeling of connectedness. You know what I'm talking about? Like when you're in the flow and you've got it and you've got it and you've got it and then you screw up and it knocks you out of the flow, right? That didn't happen. I screwed up and it didn't knock me out of the flow. I was able to laugh at myself and jump right back on the surfboard. And it was incredible. And because of that, I was able to actually play more freely and accomplish and sound and find and explore and it was infinitely better than when I have this other thing going on and I was like that's incredible right like that's the feeling that's the feeling that I want in front of a thousand people or ten thousand people or whatever I want to be able to feel that free so that I can because what I, the thing is that like I, I referenced the mistakes, but there were so few of them. It was more my fear of making them than the actual reality of making them. And I was like, right. And it, there's something that's the freedom I'm looking for because I've experienced it. And every now and then I experience it and I can experience it and I can ride that wave, right? You've had that experience when you're on stage and the jokes are just coming. You're just funny and the ad libs are funny and your timing is just right and everything is, it's there. You're, it's like, it's magical. And it's like, right. But I want more of that. I'm greedy for that. Maybe I'm selfish, but I want more of that. Right, I do. I love that feeling. And so if somehow freeing myself of all these judgments and freeing everybody else around me and becoming a more great person with more gratitude, more forgiveness, more patience, more everything, if that leads me to a place where I can experience more of that, which is, I think, that's what I mean. I think God's a comedian and a sadist, right? The way to get to more of that feeling is to be more grateful, to have more patience, be more forgiving, let other people off the hook so you can then let yourself off the hook, let go of resentment, right? Because the resentment you hold on to is an anchor. It holds you because you have to be angry at the thing that happened to you. You have to hold on to the the effects of the resentment in order to remain resentful. So you have to allow whatever this person said slash did affect your life in a negative way so that you can be resentful. But if you let go of the resentment, then you can let go of the thing that you are saying they're stopping you from doing or whatever it is and move on with your life, right? It's like, right. 
So if that's what I have to do to be able to spend more time on the surfboard, right, then that's what I'm going to do, you know? <laughs> like, to me, that that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer, man. Like, But I fundamentally believe that that's how, as artists, we get to spend more time in the flow. If whatever, the zone, whatever athletes call it, you know, that place. You know, we get to spend more time there when we free ourselves from all that other shit which means freeing everybody else around us and stop being so judgmental and mad and angry and making everything you know what I mean making everything everybody else's fault and taking a drink because I said you know what I mean right like, <laughs> I was I wasn't gonna say anything I, know, I, 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 I made a I, mental note I know <laughs> well it's one of those things where I mean just I haven't been speaking because I was not about to interrupt your flow well, and because I was just listening. I was just like actively listening and going, this makes sense. This is something that this is going to sound really stupid. And I get that it sounds stupid. You and I are doing this as a podcast. We are recording it. This is something your, your last five. That's something I need to listen to again. Even though I'm on the phone with you right now listening to you yeah. putting this out, I'm going to have to not listen to the whole thing like, wow, Barrett and I did a podcast. I'm going to jerk off now. <laughs> Um, but skip to the end and just listen to that. I, it, I think it's a good way to end for today. Just yeah, absolutely. leaving it to digest. Yeah, indeed. I, I love doing this. This is so much fun, dude. I, I, this is fun to me. Like, I, I mean, we talk a lot, but I really like this whole podcast thing, and I like being able to talk to you about this stuff. And and the idea that like you know six people out there want to want to listen to it is exciting. <laughs> I hope those six people get something from it. And I do too. Please share the podcast. Please say nice yes. things about us. Please visit nathantimmel dot com. Please visit antargoodwin.com. Is that Absolutely. is that it or is it Antar Goodwin? It, Katie Henry no. Music. Yeah, Katie you, you Henry say Music. Yeah, yeah, so AntarGoodwin.com is mine, and I'm the musical director of the Katie Henry Band, which is if you're into blues rock with kind of a, I don't even know what, just go check it out. KatieHenryMusic.com and at Katie Henry Music on Instagram. Check out the stuff. If you and like I don't say this often enough. Stuff. I could say it every time, I, I guess, for people that are showing up for the first time. You're about to hear uh, some music as as Barrett and I say good night. And and he wrote that. It was just a little something, uh, G Dobro, uh, and oh, it's the yeah. fade in and the fade out music. So if oh, if man. that simple little vibe catches you the way it caught me, where I said, "Hey, I'm going to use that for the podcast." If if that simple hypnotic vibe catches you, visit antargoodwin.com. All right, yes. my friend. Thanks yeah, for hanging out with fun. me. Absolutely, good times. All right, good night. See ya. <laughs>